morning. Glad to see uh, everybody here. We can gather today. Um, uh, let's start with a word of prayer. Uh, Lord, we, we thank you for being able to gather today. Uh, we pray that your word, your Holy Spirit, would transform us into the image of Jesus Christ today. Uh, in your name, amen. So uh, today's topic is psychotrophic medications. Um, we're going to start out with the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Um, the question is, what is the chief end of man? Anybody know the answer to the question number one? Glorify God and enjoy him right. Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We're going to start with uh, talking about suffering. Um, Suffering can come in a couple ways, emotional and physical, um, but whenever we are suffering and there's no relief from suffering, um, it can cause, can go into hopelessness, which is, which is a tough place to be in. You know, Paul talked about his thorn in the flesh. Um, I myself, you know, some of you know, I've had two back surgeries. First one wasn't very successful and uh, I was in chronic pain for a long time where, you know, when I got up in the morning, it took me 20 minutes to get out of bed to stand up. I couldn't feel my feet. I had to have my wife put my socks on and tie my shoes. And then I had to go to work and fight crime, you know, and that took a, a, an emotional toll on me. Um, and I got to the last surgeon and I looked at him and said, man, I can't live like this anymore. I can't do it. I, you know, I, pray all this stuff but the suffering was just very very difficult and it took a big toll on me and then uh, you know my work in the criminal justice system as well um, <clears throat> you know I would visit with people on a daily basis and you could just see the battle of the mind in their eyes whether they were struggling with substance abuse or you know, past, some type of past trauma that has just never been resolved or, you know, talked about. And that type of suffering can bring hopelessness. And so when you're, you're dealing with that, it's, it's very challenging. Um, most of the uh, references from today's teaching is gonna be from Ed Welch's book, Blame It on the Brain. And there's another article um, from Mike Emlett. And then we have another, uh, like a blog from Geneva College. Um, but in Edward Welch's book, Blame It on the Brain, the he, he puts in the following excerpt. So this is really on depression. Depression has been called a room in hell, a howling tempest of the brain. As far back as 1621, Robert Burton put his finger on it. They are in, he would say, they are in great pain and horror. The mind is distracted. The soul is distracted. Restlessness, full of continued fears, cares, torment, anxieties. They can neither drink, eat, not sleep. His, his description captures this experience of millions of people who struggle with depression right now. So, I guess when we're talking about using psychotropic medications, um, 
we don't know the depth of someone's, what they're going through, you know? What is a psychotropic medication? What is a psychotropic medication is the question. Um, it's something that uh, it blocks um, receptors or adds receptors in the brain. Um, so, um, <clears throat> so like when someone is, we find out or we, someone shares that, you know, they're taking it, we don't know the depths of their pain. You, you know, um, like I said, as a probation officer, I, you know, you would see so many different people all day long and you just didn't know what was behind those eyes when they're talking to you. You know, there's just, Ed Welch has a story in his book where this woman was a successful educator and she was losing a lot of weight and at work she put on this front that she, everything was great and happy. She goes home struggling with massive amounts of depression and it was taking a physical toll on her body not just emotionally, but physically. So we just don't know what's behind those eyes. So we need to be sensitive to that before we give an opinion, you know, on, you know, what type of treatment. There's, there's also physical aspects of it too. And you can take blood tests, you know, if there's a thyroid issue, a hormonal issue or something like that. Along with that, you know, there's, there's a stigma of taking medications at times. Um, according to the uh, uh, Alliance of Me Mental Illness, approximately one in five adults in the U.S. experience mental illness in a given year. Uh, many of these individuals turn to the church and their faith for spiritual guidance in times of emotional distress. But Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, maybe they don't feel comfortable sharing uh, because, you know, of judgment or, you know, there could be a culture of silence. We're just not going to talk about it. Um, there could be erroneous expectations, you know, from the suffering of believers. But the mental illnesses include anxiety disorder, uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, Obsessive compulsive disorder, phobias, depression, schizophrenia, and substance abuse. Um, when it comes to other issues, such as things that are physical, like my back, I could say it hurts here and I can't feel my legs or my feet. Um, when it comes to, like I said, a, a mental illness, it hurts here. I don't know, it doesn't hurt here. I don't know how you explain that except for just this storm in the mind, you know, and you, you can't take an MRI and say, oh, it's right here, that's it. You know, it's just a storm in the mind. So I guess, in, you know, with that, when you can't describe where it is, it's here, can't feel this, or it's here, there might be a little, I guess, a lack of empathy in those things that come along with those stigmas. So, you know, biblical understanding of using these uh, medications. First, we have to apply the gospel. Okay, Jesus was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless, perfect life, was crucified, died, buried, 
and was rose again on the third day. And he saved us from our sin. Okay, we are all prover- um, we're all products of the fall. And the fall affects everything, even our bodies, the physical bodies. It, it breaks down, it, you know. And so not only back issues, but, but of, you know, emotional issues and uh, mental struggles. And uh, throughout this research, um, there's no formula, there's no algorithm, there's no clear-cut wrong or right answer when it comes to taking medications um, or psychotropic medications. But the good news is, is Jesus came to seek, save, and serve the lost and broken and broken people around the broken broken people around him. You know, Jesus relieved suffering in the Bible. Um, he he relieved um, suffering, uh, and that relief was an act of mercy. My spinal fusion, I feel, is an act of mercy from God. You know, I couldn't stand up here today without that for more than 10 minutes, um, without losing the feeling in my legs and my feet. And that is an act of mercy, a relief, as you will. So this is a wisdom issue, whether taking medications or whether or not. It's a wisdom issue that needs to be addressed individually. And the questions to ask are, what seems wisest for this particular person with these particular struggles as this, at this particular time? So, you know, like, you know, if these medications, sometimes they work for some people and don't work for others. There could be soul care um, issues that need to be addressed um, as far as doing counseling. You know, well, we should all be in counseling anyway, but... Um, um, and, and if you're in a Bible study or if you're reading the Word, you're in counseling, right? That's counsel. You are, you know, looking to the Word of God to transform you or me into the image of Christ. So that is counseling. So anytime Bible studies, you were in counseling. So there is counseling aspect to that too. So what I'm not, I'm not saying everybody just run out and get on Prozac. So. Uh, psychotropic meds in, in themselves are not good or bad. The person's view of them and the attitude about them are what makes the difference. It is a heart issue that must be addressed by the gospel. So we are creatures, um, both body and soul, physical and soul. Uh, Genesis 2-7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man and of dust, from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature so that's our physical and then if you go to Matthew 10 28 and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body so we are soul and body and both of those aspects of life have to be addressed you know if you have high blood pressure you're going to take blood pressure medication if you have high cholesterol you're going to take cholesterol medication uh, if you're in severe you know physical pain you're going to do something to have that relieved and if you are having a battle in the mind then looking for counseling and medication that would relieve that um, 
would also be part of the soul care. And that's really addressing um, both those issues holistically. So heart issues and motives. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Okay, so there, there can be pressures. Um, there can be wrong reasons for not taking medications, and there could be wrong reasons for taking these medications. Um, so one of the issues is not wanting to take medications. Why are you not taking this medication? And that could be uh, pressure from loved ones, friendly around us, or it could be self-imposed. Um, you know, meds, medications are a gift from God who has provided wisdom and knowledge to scientists and physicians to discover such remedies. Um, other treatments, like, like I mentioned before, like physical treatments, uh, we all take, well, most of us take something like that, you know, to relieve a, our knee from hurting so we can walk without pain or shoulder problems or whatever. Um, so these other remedies, uh, these, these medications that um, can relieve us from that battle of the mind um, should be taken as well. Let's see. Um, Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make in our own image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the, of the heavens and over the livestock and over all earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the, on the earth. So, you know, discovery of these medications and stuff is in God's creation and it is a relief of pain. And then Genesis 1.29, And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And it was so. And God saw every thing that he had made, and behold, it was very good. The pain medications, uh, God uh, is good, and being out of pain is, is you know, is very good. Uh, I can, like I said, I can attest to that. Um, now, there's wrong reasons of why we're taking, why we could take these medications as well. Like I said, there's, it's, it's about soul care. It's about you know, why or, why or why not? It's not about, um, you know, getting away from things. But um, so wrong reasons not to take these medications, uh, pride and self-sufficiency. You should be strong enough. You should be able to trust, trusting in God more to, to do than this med. So the, the, the meds, can become an idol. Oh, if I just take this, then guess what? I don't need to do the, the other soul care of, you know, being in the Word, being in a Bible study, you know. Um, I just need this. So there's that sola bootstrapus, you know. Other things are like I should, and, and, and people, everybody goes through this. When, when, when you get to the point where you're looking at taking a medication usually you've already exhausted everything else you've, you've you've done a lot of things and maybe on an individual basis if there's you know a blood test or whatever it says you know what um, this will calm that storm of the mind 
So, you know, but they've gone through, they said, oh, I should be strong enough without these meds. I should be able, I should be able to trust God more to do without this, praying about it, giving it to God. And of course you should be doing those things, but also that could be a pride issue. Chin up, you can do it. There's also um, a fear of judgment or disapproval by others. What would people think of me? Worried people will think it's a personal flaw, character weakness, or lack of self-discipline or willpower. You know, my, my back issues, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, suck it up, buddy. It doesn't hurt that bad. You know, go work out, go change your diet, lose weight. Well, guess what? I did all those things. I changed my diet. I lost weight. My surgeon just said, oh, you just lose some weight and you'll take pressure off there. Exercise, did it. And I was still struggling with that pain, struggling emotionally with just this chronic pain every day that I just got to the point where I just could not live with it. Um, there's also a shame aspect. There's something seriously wrong with me if I have to take these medications. You know. <clears throat> Other reasons, it's just God's way of testing your, you and your faith. Um, one of the most heartbreaking things a believer can hear from another, you know. You know, like, like, uh, like I said, you know, it's if if you gotta, you know, take something to relieve that pain, then relieve that pain. Mental illness is a punishment for sin. Um, it's a product, you know, like I said at the beginning, I talked about it, it's a product of living in a fallen world where there could be struggles um, of the mind. And if something like this can help you, um, then do it. And also, uh, the criminal justice system that I worked in, again, people were exposed to a lot of different things that were never addressed. I could go on with stories, uh, especially with females um, using illegal narcotics to self-medicate because of past trauma uh, that was never addressed. You know, that uh, they would be diagnosed as bipolar or something like that. And, uh, and usually they were diagnosed with those, with something like that during uh, a time where they were abusing illegal, illegal substances. So it's hard to, to tell, you know, what came first. You know, if you're, you know, abusing illegal substances, you're probably, your activity is going to be bipolar where, where if you're not using over here you're going to be wanting to use so you're you know you're acting erroneous if you're over here you are using then you're going to be emotionally um, emotionally uh, numb so okay okay so wanting to take the medication so we just talked about not wanting to take the medications the second issue is wanting to take these medications. Um, one thing would be uh, to avoid addressing spiritual issues. Um, you know, if, like I said, we should all be in counseling, whether, you know, in the Bible that is counseling. So <clears throat> if uh, we're just wanting to take these medications not to address spiritual issues, then, you know, that might be, a, you know, something that needs to be discussed uh, with a counselor, it could turn into something idolatry, you know, idolatrously. Meds are not your salvation. They don't use, 
as it's not used as an idol, and these are not bigger than God, but it can be used holistically. The demand for immediate relief and lack of interest to look at potential underlying issues, and that's kind of what we discussed, um, or I talked about, was, you know, if it's a holistic approach, and being in the Word and using these medications to calm those storms so you can be in the Word. And then we can look, you can look at potential underlying issues. Uh, caving into the pressure of others. Um, these meds due to your own discomfort or seeing your loved ones suffer. You know, uh, working in the criminal justice system with, uh, you know, people who are drug dependent, uh, talking to their family members, significant others, uh, with, just to see the pain that they were in. That, you know, they're looking at what their boyfriend, girlfriend, son, daughter is going through. And they're like, we have done everything. We're willing to try anything because we're, we're, we're just, we just don't want to see this. We don't want to see him go through this pain and this battle anymore. And so there could be a, a pressure prematurely maybe to, to do that. Uh, in both these issues, wanting to take meds or not wanting to take meds must be addressed with spiritual issues. God is interested in both relieving the suffering and, refinement and refining our character. And God is at work in our suffering. Sometimes, you know, suffering can be used for great spiritual growth. Um, but if you're, you're in such a stormy battle of your mind that you can't get to that point, and if you can take something that can get you there to where you can address the spiritual issues, um, it can be very helpful. Does anybody have any questions? Cognitive psychotherapy can help people get their thinking straightened out, and because that can cause a, a lot of emotional or physical pain. Right. And, and and then while that's taking place, some um, pharmacotherapy is sometimes uh, indicated to help that person through that tough part. And then when they when they get to their thinking straightened out, well then they feel better and they don't need to, they don't need to be on that for the rest of their life like right. some people tend to do uh, mm. you know they can learn to live without that and, that, and of course that's that's just one aspect of yeah it's an individual basis and right. like I said that's that soul care of dealing with the mind and the body exactly. and like I said dealing with that soul of you know getting into scripture and using God's word to using comfort God's us. word can help them and straighten out their thing. Using, you know, like I said, a medication if need be to get you to that point. I'm, uh, I've ex I've experienced panic attacks in the past, and used the medication until I found out what was causing that, mm -hmm. and didn't need it anymore. Yeah. And and praise praise the Lord, I right. was able to do that. But um, it's. 
it's not that simple for no right exactly and that wasn't, individual that wasn't simple, basis but some are very complex situations as mm -hmm. you alluded yeah. to i mean like my experience is the same thing i you know i had this back surgery i don't take any medications now i know several people that had a back surgery that relieved it but still needed to take medications you know, to just function. And it's just, it's an individual, yes, on I, an individual basis. The doctor wanted to prescribe uh, tranquilizers for me and I didn't want to take those, but he says, I don't want, mean for you to take them from now on. He says, you're gonna get better and then you won't need them. Right. And I was willing to take them on, for the short term and because and they're helpful for a lot of people if, if, uh, as long as they, don't depend on those for um, things that can be changed if they can get their thinking straightened out. But right. some, and some things are f very physical in nature rather than just caused by uh, erroneous thinking. Right. A lot of it. But you know what? If you have to take that for the rest of your life, and it helps you function, and it helps you to glorify God, and be able to minister and to to minister to your neighbor. That's right. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you. So. Greg. You actually just um, probably answered my question, but I wanted you to be a little more specific. So agreeing with Bob about sometimes they're temporary, my question was, can you list some situations where um, like a lifetime of uh, psychotropic medications might be the best thing for an individual? What are some examples of that? Well, I would, I would stick to, like I said, there's, there's no formula, there's no algorithm for saying, okay, this works for this type of person and this, it's an individual basis and how God works in your life, you know, um, and sometimes those storms of the mind are so severe that you just don't want to go back there. And if you can, like I said, remove those storms and be able to function, you know, because I've known people that for two weeks out of the month, they were on the couch. They could not move. Just getting up and doing just the simplest task was emotionally and mentally overwhelming. Couldn't do it. And, and we'll get to that. Um, but did I hopefully answer your question? It's like I said. It's it's like I said. It's an individual basis, up to a counselor, doctor. What's your blood? You know the chemical blood um, levels that you're at. What's going on with that? Um, Sometimes, if it's working, it's working. I'd like to add that. I'd like to like to add that a lot of people self-medicate. Yeah, with, like I said, I worked in a criminal with, justice system yeah, without alcohol or whatever <laughs> something that's legal, and but it's not a, it's not a healthy thing to do to to address those kind of problems. You need to, you know, find out uh, from your physician what. What kind of legal medication you can take if you're doing illegal stuff that's going to help the problem instead? But instead of this self-medicating, a lot of times just compounds the problem. Right. Well, like I said, it's an individual basis. That's right. Thank you. And you. Okay. So, how do we help our brothers and sisters in Christ? Um, how do we minister to people? Uh, one, don't take their lack of interest in you personally. Uh, they're going through a major struggle. 
Uh, they got a lot going on. Um, well, uh, I can tell you with just certain things, there's guilt over the way they feel. Like, I'm a Christian. Why should I be feeling this way? Well, you know, why can't I just pray through this? Why can't I just read through this? You know, and so there's a lot going on there. So practice the ministry of presence. Just being with someone, giving them undivided attention, serving them, extend grace, take care of chores, errands, and lending a shoulder to listen to. Practice active listening. Um, Active listening, if you're not familiar with that, is basically listening and repeating kind of what's being said to you so the person that's talking to you knows that you're listening. And a lot of times they're not, they're not looking for advice or counsel. They just want to know if someone's listening and how comforting that can be. Um, makes a big difference. Um, and just like I said, and sometimes when you're working through things, just hearing your own self talk, talk through it is very, can be very healing. Um, can cause a very healing process. Um, pray for them. Praying is powerful. Um, we are all broken people. Uh, it's, nobody's weaker or stronger. Um, we are all broken. and We all have struggles. Um, at the bottom line, we should neither exalt nor disregard the role of psychotropic medications and like I said, basically stay on an individual basis. Um, whether these medications, um, whether meds or not, whether med- if you're taking medications or not, we should all seek to grow in the love of God and for our neighbor. And again, all counseling comes from the Bible. So we should all be in counseling anyway. Um, and we must use the means of grace such as the word of God, service, and prayer to help us heal spiritually and physically. And if the means of, of grace or if there's the means God has provided a mean um, and medication to help us function in our role every day, then we, we, we should be doing that. Um, if it means taking medication so that we can better lay hold of the means of grace by reading our Bible, by getting to a Bible study, uh, by attending church and having fellowship, then we should enjoy God, and that will help us enjoy God and glorify Him forever. And again, it just, it's a way to, to help us function in life. Um, is there any questions or anything? The people at home are not able okay, to... There's something you touched on that I'd like to expand on a little bit. I, um, one time in my life I worked as a, a telephone counselor with a, a 24-hour crisis intervention uh, service. And these people that would, would phone, they were more at ease talking to somebody anonymously on the phone than they might be face-to-face with somebody. And, and some of them were in real crisis, and we were trained to, for active and reflective and empathic listening mm-hmm. skills, like you mentioned. And um, sometimes, like you said, all somebody no- needs 
to get them out of the crisis to to realize there's there's somebody that cares about them and their situation right and and is willing to pray for them and with them um, that gets people out of immediate crises and, and so that they're able to seek professional help but we we got pretty extensive training before we were um, allowed to to work the phones and we had ongoing training too what well, we had to work the phone so many hours a month to keep current on our skills right. but it was it was very interesting study and uh, I, it was really gratifying too to see that it probably from time to time might have prevented a suicide and um, or, or people that were being abused and a woman phoned, a, a man phoned me one time and then turned over the phone to a woman. And I said, who, who, who was this person that, that, I, that talked to me first? And she, she says, well, that was my boss. And, and I said, well, what's this about? And she said, well, I came to work all beaten up and bruised mm -hmm. tonight. And he, he told me, you need to call this or he he called he dialed this number for me and then handed me the phone i said oh i didn't understand and she's she said he told me that that i need to get out of this abusive situation that i'm mm -hmm. in and i referred her to s some shelter that would pick her up wherever she was and, and get her out of that situation and <clears throat> she was unaware that that was that was something that she could do right um, and she had children too and i said are the children being physically abused also she said no and i said the answer is not yet i said but typically when the parent gets abused and then the children get abused also and i said they'll they'll make your children safe also they'll get you in a safe place and uh, so it's there's a myriad of situations like that that that's sure as, as a christian it's really gratifying to know that you can help somebody just just a little bit and point yeah. them in the right direction and yeah we live in a fallen world and you know that ministry of presence not being an expert but just being there exactly and being able to pray for someone and knowing that you know there is we care we love um, as jesus wants us to and and to help relief yes thank you hard sometimes too because it's not always black or white where it's spiritual versus a mental health issue um, so you don't know whether which one you should address first or if it's one or the other um, yeah I think it, that can make it complicated because you just want it to be an easy answer to one problem but it's often a mixture of many different things and so I think there is um, like a fear of using medication to help with a spiritual issue that that wouldn't help. Sure. Um, so yeah, I just that's not really a question, but more of a comment of that. I think it can often be a mixture of many different issues. Right. So you're on. saying that holistic approach. Greg.
I just want to make two points. So first of all, um, a lot of times um, we're thinking this could be a quick solution, but it could be a very long process for healing. And Terry had asked about types of things that might be lifelong, but we don't really, as members of the church, we might not know that. So my second point is, because we're not doctors, right? So, but my second point is, what can we do as a church to help someone who's in deep emotional pain? And some practical things are to just make sure that person's not alone for a period of time. So set up a schedule where different people are with that person or just making sure that person has a ride or making sure that person has someone to talk to, have lunch with. So those are some practical things right. we can do. Since we don't know the details of the depths of their suffering, we can still love them. We can still have practical ways to surround them. Yeah, so. right. God, God designed us not to be alone. Um, and that was, you know, being alone, sometimes you can really start thinking differently. <laughs> Um, and have some even more struggles, but we are designed to have fellowship. So, okay. Um, thank you so much for listening. Right. Sorry, I'll be quick. Um, I have a few people in my life who I've, um, for different reasons. Can like you one, speak? I'm sorry. I can't. Sorry. I've had a few people in my life for different reasons who believe that the medication that they've been prescribed, like they shouldn't need it. If they're a Christian, if they're in Christ, they shouldn't need it. One, dealing with bipolar disorder, one with depression, anxiety, and both very different people, different situations. But like, if I'm a Christian, if I'm in Christ, I shouldn't have to need this. And, and just, just kind of opening that conversation of like, how do you counsel somebody like that to say, I mean, if you were diabetic, you wouldn't be saying, exactly. if I'm a Christian, I shouldn't need diabetic medication. And we're quick to say, well, that's silly. But in having that conversation um, about a mental disorder or struggle, like, because I think with some, sometimes it is like, yes, the goal should be to get away from that, that you don't need that forever. And if it is trauma or something, hopefully you can yeah. resolve that or come to a point of not needing that. But like, just in having, in counseling a friend through that, like, what should that look like? Right. Well, I don't think the goal should be, okay, you're gonna take this for a little bit and then you're not gonna need it. Uh, on an individual basis, it may be, hey, this is something that helps you function, helps you to be a minister of God's word and be involved. And if it's something that's like that, like high blood pressure medication or cholesterol medication, then that shouldn't be the goal to say, you know what, you're, you know, we're, we're gonna do six weeks and then you're gonna be fine. That, that may be unrealistic and that could be demoralizing to that person as well. Well, I did the six weeks, I should be fine. What's wrong with me? So I don't think that really should be the goal. The goal should be that soul care and looking at uh, where are you now, reevaluating, you know, and seeing, hey, is this working? If it's working, if it's not working, you know, because some people have taken medications and it did not work. And there was other things, other means that could be used. Um, does that answer your question? Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, let's end in prayer. Uh, dear Lord, we uh, thank you so much for gathering today. Um, we thank you for your word. 
your wisdom and your Holy Spirit. Uh, I pray that you would prepare us all to worship you, and our worship would be glorifying to you today. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen.